P.T. Logan's Five Minutes of Terror. Twisted, troubling tales to send a chill up your spine. A Hole in Sherbrooke Street. Sherbrooke is a busy street, a very busy street. On weekdays, during rush hour, the entire stretch of road is nearly always at a standstill. Horns are honked incessantly, specific fingers are raised, and four-letter words are shouted. Which is why, when a hole appeared in the middle of the street during the height of rush hour, the first few cars didn't even notice. But Jonathan did. Jonathan, who was seven years old and still in a car seat because his mother was overprotective, noticed. Mom, what's going on up there? What? Where? Up ahead, it looks like there's a... Jonathan's mother suddenly leaned on the horn and she gestured out the window. Don't cut me off. Don't you dare cut me off. Jonathan's eyes went to the blue caravan, which was being driven by a middle-aged woman with shoulder-length blonde hair, what his mom would call a Karen. She was nudging her way in front of his mother's car, but every time Karen moved an inch, Jonathan's mother matched her. Don't you even think about it. While this cat and mouse game wore on, Jonathan turned back to the hole in Sherbrooke Street. It was larger now, covering both lanes. It was still about five cars in front of them, so he couldn't see how deep it was. But as he watched, three cars drove right into it. They didn't even make any attempt to avoid it. What are they doing? He wondered. Why is no one stopping? Mom! But his mother was still too busy trying to outwit Karen. Jonathan remembered watching on the news a few years back, when a sinkhole had opened up in San Francisco. It ate an entire car. But this... This was different. Because this hole, wherever it came from, was hungry. Mom? Once again, Jonathan's mother ignored him. Another car fell into the hole and Jonathan opened his window. He listened, but couldn't hear the vehicle hit the bottom. All he heard were angry horns. With all of these cars falling into the hole, traffic started moving a little easier, which normally would have been a blessing. But not today. Not when there was a massive hole, which Jonathan saw was indeed growing, no more than 20 feet in front of them. Who do you think you are trying to get in front of me? You think you're more important than... Mom! This time, Jonathan's shout was so loud that his mother straightened and looked at him in the rearview mirror. What is it? Can't you see? There's a hole in Sherbrooke Street! Jonathan yelled. What? There's a hole! A car horn sounded right outside Jonathan's window and his mother swerved to avoid being sideswiped by a red van. In the process, however, she rear-ended the car in front of her. Then she cursed and undid her seatbelt. This is exactly what I need this morning, she grumbled. And then, as she got out of the car, she added... Wait here, Jonathan. Jonathan watched as his mother confronted the driver of the car she'd struck, and when he was convinced that she was sufficiently distracted, he undid the twelve ropes and belts that kept him chained to his car seat. Then he silently got out of the car, staying low just in case his mother cast a glance in his direction. She did not. Outside, the honking and shouting was even louder, which was fine by Jonathan. This meant that nobody would notice a seven-year-old boy with a crisp white shirt, blue eyes, and short cut every two weeks, never miss an appointment, blonde hair. Jonathan weaved through the cars, most of which had now stopped in front of the hole after who knows how many had already dropped in. The closer he got to the crater, if that was indeed what it was, the more it seemed to draw him in. It was as if there was some sort of magnet or gravity urging him to get closer. Or perhaps this was just his curiosity manifested. With his heart rate increasing and his breathing becoming more rapid, Jonathan passed the final car that blocked his path through the hole. 
One final glance over his shoulder confirmed that his mother still hadn't realized that he had gotten out of his car seat. Then he made it right to the edge of the hole, but he didn't look in, not quite yet. For some reason, Jonathan closed his eyes as he brought his toes of his perfectly white sneakers to the edge of the crumbling pavement. Then he sucked in a deep breath, held it, and then finally glanced into the abyss. He'd been expecting to see piles of twisted metal, dozens of angry people stuck in a hole waving their arms over their heads, and maybe even some smoke. But Jonathan saw none of this. What he saw stole the breath from his lungs and made his eyes go wide with wonder. There were no wrecked cars in the hole on Sherbrooke Street. There were no people or any smoke either. There was only blackness, blackness and an array of stars. Jonathan was staring at the universe and he loved every second of it. P.T. Logan's Five Minutes of Terror Twisted, troubling tales to send a chill up your spine.